Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 49. I am on location in Frederick, New Brunswick, joined here with Jason. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. We were supposed to have a third member here for this, but unfortunately they could not make it, so we're going to two-man this. Yep. And uh, it's yesterday was an interesting day for us because, uh, well, it, we went for a little drive last night because we were going to go to the movies because the power was flickering here and stuff. It was pretty hard to watch hockey. Um, and the theater was on the other side of the city, and we saw some some bright lights flashing mm. in the sky. And I'm not talking about police or fire lights. I'm talking about transformers exploding, literally all over the city in the distance, and some kind of close by. And uh, there were some orange and some teal or aqua lights and some flickering. It was a pretty crazy day yesterday here because, for those of you who don't know, we got a huge wind and rainstorm. And uh, it knocked out power to like 85,000 in New Brunswick or something? We're very lucky we're actually recording this right now. We're one of the few, I'd say, like, in the city with, with power right now. Yeah, literally, like probably like 80, 80% or higher in the city don't have power, and we do. So. Yeah, I think when I checked, it was like 100,000 people in the province that were out, like not people, but individual places. So yeah. it's it's widespread. It's all over the place. So it was pretty bad. Yeah, we're lucky actually to be have power to film this podcast. Yeah. It almost didn't happen, which really would have really screwed up uh, the week for Post to Post because I don't have any other time to film anything. Mm-hmm. So after this is over, I have a four-hour drive home and going to edit the podcast as soon as I get home and, and get it released. So you guys will see this on the day that we film it, luckily. And uh, yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't scary. No. It was just spooky driving through parts of the city that had no power. It was just like darkness an everywhere. It was just, yeah, it's just darkness everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and because of that, uh, those on Discord who rely on the bot for updates and mm-hmm. predictions. I think we're going to get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. But uh, I kept trying to update them, and then I ended up having to take it down last night because I don't know. It was a week ago, two weeks ago. I had a power outage, and yeah. it actually killed the bot. I had a hardware failure. So that was a nightmare, and I didn't want to deal with that again. So I decided last night, started flickering last night when we were getting ready to go to bed. Exactly. And I just said, no, I'm not dealing with this again. So I took it off for about a half. So yeah, it was a, it was a storm for sure. And for those of you who don't know who Jason is, because he's not on the channel very much anymore, he was uh, he joined me for quite a bit of videos back in back in the day when the channel first started, and then when the podcast first started, he was he was the host actually, yep. and uh, then I moved away, and uh, he never really. It's Everybody kind of unfortunate because the whole idea of the podcast when I, when I first kind of was talking to you about it was, I'm going to do it at my house. So it's one thing you don't have to do at your house. Yeah. I'm going to get it ready. I said, I'm going to print out all the sheets. I'll have all the topics ready. All you have to do is show up and talk about it. I'm going to do all the editing and <laughs> I'm going to do all the hosting. It's nothing. You just have to show up for a couple hours and exactly. then now it's just more work on you again. Yeah, so it didn't really end up in the long run, didn't really working out, but no, it's good that it's still going for sure. It is good. Yeah. I have a lot of fun doing it, but, uh, now you basically run our discord and, uh, you've created that bot from scratch. We talked a little bit about that in a, in a video not too long ago, dad mm-hmm. and I, um, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll get into the bot a little bit later. We've got some stuff to talk about there, but speaking of getting things ready, I see some papers in front of you there on the desk. <laughs> yeah. I think those are from podcast number one. So I'm going to let you take these home when you leave. But I mentioned this in a little video that probably about 50 people seen. It was only available to people in the Discord. I came down here to film a video for it. But these are, I'll let you show one of them if you want. For people that are listening, you obviously can't see that. But these yeah. are the episode one and episode three, I guess, notes for the page. Or Week in review. Week in review. It has topics on it. And it's funny. We, we were going through this when we were setting things up last night. We were, we were re-asking some of the questions or some of the topics we had here. 
some of them have answers some of them do not which is funny because it's a year and a half old now basically but it's yeah like it's we can review and then the next topic is what do the washington capitals do now yeah because this was the first podcast at podcast after they got eliminated by pittsburgh that's I think, right in the that playoffs and then the next year they end up winning everything yeah would you fire head coach barry trotz <laughs> <laughs> heck no what is goaltender interference? Yeah, what is goaltender interference? That's that issue still has not been solved, I don't think. Yeah. John Tavares contract situation. It's just funny looking back on it now. NHL concussion protocol. Yeah, it's 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 pretty nostalgic to look back and cuz I remember doing that. I remember doing that podcast. Yep. I don't remember what was said in the podcast, no. but I remember being excited for it cuz yep. we were doing it and stuff. So, uh yeah, as far as as this podcast is concerned, we've got lots to talk about. Uh Probably going to be a little bit shorter than we initially intended because we're down we're down a body here, um, but we'll give this a shot. I wanted to quickly talk about one game that happened Thursday night, and that was the Montreal Washington game. This I don't think you watched it because you're doing doing stuff, but Montreal was ahead in this game three one at one point, and Washington came back and tied it, and then went ahead and took a lead four three. It's late in the third. Montreal ties at 4-4, and then they score again, and then they score again. It was it was a really, really good game as just as a general hockey fan, not just a Canadiens fan. Uh, I felt bad for Washington, though, because they, they did play a good game. But uh, that was that was the game Thursday night that I thought was the best. Uh, that sounds a little bit biased because I'm a Canadiens fan. But uh, Friday night's game, and we watched, we watched the highlights of this. And did we watch some of the game as well? I feel like we did. I think we did, yeah. But we have so much hockey going on. Uh, Colorado six, Vancouver seven. Mm-hmm. This was, this was the craziest game. It went back and forth. I don't think a team had a two two goal lead in this game. It was one nothing, one one, two one, two two, three two, three three. It was crazy, and then that uh, it ended in OT. There, it was just a just an awesome game. I hope you guys got a chance to 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 watch that one. Now Saturday, as far as last night most of the games happened last night but there was a game on in uh in the afternoon mm-hmm. we watched the majority of this game and that was the buffalo ottawa game nine two that's that's rough what's going on that's that's tough i think it was like six one in the first period or, or something like that anderson was pulled after three three goals and then the backup goalie lets in so i asked six. you that i asked you this at the time but i'll ask you again on on the podcast what are you what is your opinion of should should teams slow down once they're so far ahead? And you gave me an answer. And I'll give you a time to explain that now and see if people agree with you. Yeah, I said no. I I don't think you should stop. Like I don't I, think you I should agree. stop your your game plan. You should keep scoring and keep going and stuff. And but tone down the celebrations. That's right. If it's if you're up to seven or eight goals, you don't need to celebrate. And uh, Buffalo was being pretty respectful in that game for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, so they did it right. And um, that. That's what, that's how Detroit won all those cups, around the late '90s and early 2000s. They, they get up to get out to leads, and then instead of switching their game and trying to play defensive and protect the lead, they just keep scoring. It was it was awesome. Uh, Montreal does not do that. Whenever they get in the in a lead, they protect it and then they lose it. Mm-hmm. It's like classic Montreal, and they've mm-hmm. never changed their strategy in the last 20 years. It's really frustrating, uh, but that was a great game. Uh, next game that happened was the Montreal Tampa Bay game. Uh, Tampa Bay won 4-1. Carey Price looked really soft, led in some, yep. some pretty weak goals there. But on the other end, Vasilevsky made some unbelievable saves because uh, Montreal was just 
onslaughting them in the first period. Uh, and he Vasilevsky totally kept them in the game. The Edmonton-Detroit game, 4-3 for Edmonton, uh, Kostinen was great. Mm-hmm. He got another win. That's He's undefeated this year. Yep. That's Man, that's exactly what Edmonton needed, is consistent goaltending, not just from your starter, but from your backup as well. And it could have easily been a 4-2 game, because that one shot that went off the kind of the backboards and kind of came in and crept in by a skate or pad and kind yeah. of went, it was kind of a just a unlucky goal. Uh, he played really well, I thought. Yeah, it was a, that, was a, that was a really strange goal. There was a couple of kind of strange goals last night. Uh, the St. Louis Minnesota game. Well, this was this was a terrible game <laughs> on on St. Louis's part. Five, or sorry, on uh, yeah, on, on St. Louis's part. Minnesota was five. St. Louis was one. Shots were forty-five to sixteen yeah. for Minnesota. <laughs> Unacceptable. I, th- I think they had four shots at the end of the first. Yeah, and nine shots at the end of the second. That's that's unacceptable. And you, Jake Allen did let in some soft goals, mm-hmm. but you can't blame. Him. He made forty saves in the game. Yeah, you can't blame him for. For losing the game when you're only getting 16 shots. And that's pretty tough, yeah. Like, that's unacceptable. Uh, I, this brings up the question. I, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but let's discuss it. Do you think Jake Allen gets traded? I think Jake Allen might be in trouble in there. Yeah. I think so, too. And I like Jake Allen. Just location bias, probably. Location bias. He's from Fredericton, yeah. <laughs> He's rocking the flag. Like... <laughs> it's. I, I think it's. there's too much chatter. There's, there's just too much chatter. Where does he go? I don't know. Who wants him? Ottawa, maybe. I don't. I just said that they don't <laughs> like, want him. I've never heard that rumor, but because there's rumors about Anderson leaving Ottawa, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, like, there's stories of goalies that play terrible, they get traded, new start, they play better. Oh I yeah, mean, obviously it can happen. He's got the potential there. It's just yeah. I just I I agree. He's. I think the fans are kind of getting not you know they want to get rid of him. They're yeah. not happy. Um, you see, you hear a lot of chatter. There's been people. I don't know. It's just. I can't see him making it. It's been a, he's been in the rumors for a while. Yeah, and St. Louis fans are pretty hard on him, and I, I can understand it a bit. He's he's can be in, inconsistent, but when he's on his game, mm-hmm. he can be the best goalie in the league. It's a lot like Devin Dubnik. There's a, a there's a lot of goalies that are like that. They have flashes of brilliance. And then yeah, when the time comes, like the majority <laughs> of the time comes, they're just I don't yeah, know. exactly. I feel bad for him. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because he's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, the next game was <laughs> Boston Nashville. Nashville won one nothing. This was probably the most uneventful game of the night. That's literally what I have written down in my notes. It was so uneventful that the NHL app on PlayStation didn't even have a game recap video. Yeah, that's how many non highlights there were. There were four individual videos that you could watch, and three of them weren't goals and weren't interesting whatsoever. So let me ask you something. <laughs> say you were, let's say that was a Montreal game. Montreal won one nothing, but it was an absolutely uneventful game. Would you rather watch a game, and I'm talking if you are a, a, a fan in the in the rink. Right. Would you rather see your team lose 6-5 with a super entertaining game, or would you rather a one nothing game where basically nothing happened the entire game? So I take a loss You take a, a loss over a win, but a much more entertaining game to be at, or to watch on TV, I guess. Um, I think this, for me... I don't go to NHL games very often. Mm-hmm. I've been to two NHL games in the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I would probably choose the entertaining game just for an entertainment standpoint. I but if I'm a local fan that goes to a lot of games, mm-hmm. I'll take that one nothing win any day yeah. of the week. Yeah, but. that's probably right. I'm the same way. Like just, I've been to like three games, I think. It's expensive for us. Yeah, it's there's nothing close really. I mean, eight hours Montreal, yeah. eight and a half Boston. Um, yep. Staying overnight's not cheap. The tickets aren't cheap. I yeah. mean, they're pretty high market teams. Like it's, 
So it's, when it, you're not, the last two times I've gone to Boston, they've lost. So I've, I haven't oh, seen them geez. win. Ex, the last time I seen them win was in Montreal against Montreal. Oh no! So it kind of sucks that way. So I don't know. It was a discussion that was brought up somewhere I was reading where people were talking about a stale game versus an entertaining loss, and mm. what would you rather see? And I thought it was kind of interesting. You're not seeing a game for less than five hundred dollars if you're us. Mm, probably not. No, because the tickets alone are going to be at least a hundred dollars. You can't make a day trip of it, really. No, can't. You have to. You have to stay overnight. Mm-hmm. Gas is going to be. I don't know, 120 bucks, maybe something like that. Yeah. And plus food, and you're going to want to buy some merchandise up there probably. And Two, 300 for a hotel probably. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that gets split depending on how many people are going. But. Yeah. Uh, the next game was Vegas and Carolina. Vegas won 3 nothing. Uh, Fleury had a great game. Mm-hmm. 29th goaltender in NHL history to get 50 shutouts or more. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. Pretty awesome. He did it as as a Golden Knight. That was pretty good. Uh, he was he played he played great great that game uh, great home win for Vegas. Uh, New Jersey lost to the Islanders three nothing. Islanders are proving that they don't need Tavares to win. I'm wondering what's up with this Islanders team. Do you think it's just a? I don't know. You think it's you think they can do it? Like, I don't know all season. I don't know because I would say no. But the, every I would say no three games ago. I'd say no two games ago. Like they're playing better than I thought they ever would. Like they, I. Yeah. I don't know if they're just they got a chip on their shoulder and they're saying, "Hey, we don't need that guy to to be successful." I or, think it, I think that's exactly so what it is. It, it's awesome to see, but I mean, not to bring this back to Discord again, but there's a lot of people when the predictions go out, they predict against the Islanders almost every time, and they're always wrong. And they're even <laughs> saying in the chat, "Why do I keep going against them?" <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's just the obvious pick not to take them. So yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. They're uh, they're surprising a lot of people. They're getting consistent goaltending for the first time in mm-hmm. in a while. Their power play, power play looks looks really good. Um, I have some stats on the Islanders. I'll talk about a little bit later, but uh, I and hope they I hope they keep it up. The um, I think I, sh- I showed you a part of the clip um, that overtime between Pittsburgh they had a few games ago. Yes, was one of the most in- entertaining overtimes I've ever seen. That was an epic it was poke check. back and forth. Uh, he made some great saves. The poke check was awesome. The fans just standing <laughs> up, going nuts over that. So it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great game. I watched the beginning of that game, but unfortunately missed the end of that game, yeah. which was a wrong decision. I should have done it in the opposite order, but uh, whatever. Um, Toronto continues to be undefeated on the road. They beat Pittsburgh last night 5 nothing, and uh, Morgan Riley specifically was literally all over Everywhere. the Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, like behind the net. In front of the net, on like, the side, and like where he we were watching been. it, and I was like, "What is he doing up there?" And you were just saying he's on fire, and he is. He's everywhere. He's, he's having a great season. He's having a great season. <laughs> and it seems like Toronto and Pittsburgh have the same problem. They're terrible at home, and they're great on the road. Yeah, they both have the same problem. You're right, exactly. Uh, anyways, fun. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, Dallas played Washington. Uh, Washington was uh, the defin- has de- Washington has the definition of sniper players. There was two goals in that game, one from Kuznetsov and one from Backstrom, where the goalie was blocking the entire net, and there's just like a literal sliver of net above that shoulder, mm-hmm. and Kuznetsov and Backstrom both scored there. Yeah, like that's the definition of sniper. Yeah, and Backstrom's not considered a sniper; he's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. He's got like forty percent of assists on Ovechkin's goals, so uh, that tells tells you a lot that a playmaker can even score mm-hmm. when he wants to. Backstrom is very underrated. And like the way that all the goalies are playing the butterfly now, they're they're down a lot before the shots come in. Oh yeah, a lot. Which, which I guess I don't know if they're practicing that during practice. Maybe they are, but it's just it was crazy. It was almost two of the exact same shot yeah. in the same spot with like a hole 
the size of your fist and it goes in. It's just unbelievable. And the only option to say that is your head. That's right. Like you could just, you're already down. You can't, yeah, yeah. Like you can't, you're right. You can't, your post is there. So you it, can't lift your arm. It's literally a perfect shot. Yeah. It is literally perfect. Uh, and then there was a, I, this is, I don't want to say this is controversial, but there's a penalty shot in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't think it should have been a penalty I shot. I don't either. Or a penalty or anything. I thought it was a clean play. There's a lot of times where someone will be on a breakaway in quotes and they'll get hacked at the hands yeah. and they just, it's two minutes. Mm. It's two minutes. It's two minutes. And then last night I think there was two penalty shots, wasn't there? Uh, Maybe there was only one, but I thought. Only one reason, in overtime. Okay. One yeah. In, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, luckily I hope we save that. And But I mean, they lost a couple of minutes later when what's his face scored, but uh Pretty, pretty pretty good game from from what we watched. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Calgary game, Calgary won five three, and Chicago played well at the first half of that game. They had the lead, and then Calgary came back there in the, in the third specifically. Uh, Crawford led in some pretty soft goals. He made one really good save. I don't think beginning. he's at a hundred percent yet. Well, he missed so much time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take him yeah take him a little bit to get back into mm-hmm. into his game. Uh, but they they had that game. Like they they had it and then they lost. He's it. he's so, played pretty well for the most part since he's been. He back. has. So I mean, it's it's expected that he's going to have bad nights, I guess, or yeah. off nights. But I would say that Chicago's playing as ex, as expected mm-hmm. this year. Not not dominant, fair. but still competitive. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, second last game was the L.A. and Columbus game. Bobrovsky does not look like mm. a typical Bobrovsky. <laughs> no. He he let in some pretty soft goals last mm-hmm. night. But near the end of the game, I think it was Kopitar's goal, the fourth one or the third one, he made an unbelievable pad save mm-hmm. on that first that first shot. It's just an unreal save, and then he almost got the second one. But And he, he was almost upset with his team or himself that he didn't get the second I, one. Yeah, like, I think he was upset with himself. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he... I don't know how he would have saved it based on how he saved the first one, though. It was almost impossible. Like, you get your left pad out and barely stop it with, like, the toe of your skate or yeah. whatever, and then the next one's come on top right corner. There's no yeah. way you're and going. And he was screened at the time. No, there's no way you're too. stopping that. Uh, but he ha- he hasn't, other than that specific play, he hasn't really looked like typical Bobrovsky. And I'm wondering if the contract situation is weighing on him a little bit and because this is his final year mm-hmm. and he's not the only one on the team in that situation. Panera is also in the, in that situation. So there's a, I don't really want to use the word drama in Columbus, but there's some, there's conversations that need to happen. I think between there's them. distractions, there's distractions. That's the right word I'm looking for. Yeah. There's, there's distractions there. So uh, a little frustrating for sure. If you're a Columbus fan, the final game, San Jose and Philadelphia, San Jose won four to three. Two very quick goals in this game. Mm-hmm. The ice barely had skate marks on it, and the, <laughs> the lineups were still on the screen. And Philadelphia scored. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it was like three or four minutes later, yeah, San Jose scored again. Change, I think. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but San Jose looked so disorganized at time. Like that, there was a Philadelphia goal. I can't remember what one. I think it was the third goal. Brent Burns was doing like pirouettes on yeah. the ice near the circle. I don't know what he was doing, but we were watching it, and Neil calls out, "What are you doing, Burns?" Yeah. Just like, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Um, and then at the end in the OT, Voracek got absolutely oh, stripped. Oh, so bad. It was, it was, I'm saying embarrassing. It wasn't embarrassing. It looked it like a lack of effort. Like, I don't totally. know if he was just, if he was just winded or tired or whatever, but it, it seemed like it could have been his puck easily. Yeah. And he just lost the battle and it was terrible. I couldn't believe it was Voracek. Y- yeah. Cause you don't see that from Voracek no. very often. I think he was probably winded cause it was overtime. They, mm-hmm. Depending on what happens, you're out there for yeah. longer than normal, but, uh, 
Uh, it, was, it was exciting. It was yeah. exciting over time, yeah. So that wraps up all the games for Saturday night. If we move on to the streaks, I always like talking about the streaks. I find it inter- interesting that teams go on losing streaks and then winning streaks. And I think we saw New Jersey on a bit of a winning streak at the beginning of the season, and now they're they're in that losing streak category. Uh, they've lost three in a row, and they're joined by Chicago, who's also lost three in a row. Everyone else is two or under. As far as wins go, there's a lot of team on winning on winning streaks at three games or higher. We've got the Islanders on a five-game winning streak. The Arizona Coyotes on a five-game winning That's streak. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Calgary with four. Nashville with three. Dallas with three. And Vancouver with three. That's a lot of winning streaks. More than more than usual on a weekly basis. So uh, lots of teams playing very consistent and, and pretty good out there. Did you know that six out of seven Canadian teams are in the top 15 in the NHL right now? I did not. I don't remember the last time that happened. Wow. Ottawa's the only one that's not not there. Uh, if they if Ottawa had to won their past two games, every single Canadian team would have been in the playoffs, as far as it stands right now. Uh, but based on what Ottawa looked like last night, it's understandable why they're not. <laughs> it's it sucks. It's it's frustrating. But I mean, Ottawa played like you expect Ottawa would play this year, and that sounds really mean. But they're a team in transition. They're there's oh my god! Last year in Ottawa, there's so much drama. There's so much going on there. I feel I feel so bad for Ottawa fans, and their attendance is down, and it's just it, it's really hard for Ottawa right now. Hopefully things turn around and pick up. But anyway, now this is an interesting conversation that we kind of started but never finished yesterday, off camera. Uh, you brought up the question: Should NHL seasonal games? be played internationally because mm-hmm. we just saw those two games in Finland. Uh, Winnipeg played Florida twice and you actually asked a question about this to a Sportsnet employee. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you reached out to John Shannon of Sportsnet and he replied to you. You, you just tweeted him yeah. and, and he tweeted back. It was harmless. It what, was like this was one your, little thing. What was your question? Basically, I asked him how, because I like the business of sports, basically, and I said, how does compensation work for teams who give up a home game to play? So, like, how does, like, Winnipeg, or they're giving up a game, obviously, to, to play this game. And how do they get paid for that? Like, how does the ownership get paid for that game? Yeah, because teams make a lot of money from home games. That's right. Like, that's where they make... Some of the teams, like the lower-end teams, they make most of their money from their ticket sales. Yeah. And the rest of it comes from small revenues or revenue sharing. So I was just wondering, like, how does this how does this work? And he replied and said that um, basically it's they get paid by the NHL an average of one of their games... That gets work. So if they played seven home games this season, they take the average amount of what they've they've made and then give them... It might be. I don't know if it's the average of... Or is it the previous season? I think it might be just an average overall, maybe 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 factoring the previous season too. Is because it, there's preseason games too that happen, so they'd have to figure that out. So they'd have, oh, to that's use, true. they'd have to use data from... I think they just have like some numbers. Like They have all kinds of analytics at is the it, office. Is it team-specific or NHL-specific? That's a good question. He wasn't specific on that. I assume mm. it's team-specific. It probably has to be. Because, um, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs would be making more, obviously, than Buffalo would yeah. be making. So I don't think if if Toronto had a game in Finland or wherever, I don't think they would pay them the average of everyone. I think they would have to kind of give them their own average because otherwise why would they agree to do that? Well, the league average... Is probably about fifty percent higher than Florida's home average. That's right. So they'd be making a mint mm-hmm. playing in Finland. So 
Yeah, it would have to be team specific for sure because mm-hmm. the NHL is cheap and they they don't want to pay any money they don't have to. And I was one of these people that that didn't like having. I don't like. If you would have asked me this question like a week and a half ago, I would have said I hate the idea of going overseas in the middle of a season to have games that count. Like I I don't like that at all. Pre preseason is whatever. Yeah, preseason's fine for, like for me. Like Calgary went across, like that's fine. You yeah. did it before it started and it kind of some people argue that that affected the start of their season because of the the jet yeah. lag coming back yeah. and whatever. But when the season's going, I wasn't down with it. But then coming back to Discord again, there's actually people that live there that went to those games and they had an amazing experience. So I don't know if it's right for me to deny that experience for those hockey fans that get to see games at prime time in their time zone. Yeah. So do you think there's any less value for them seeing a preseason game versus a regular season game? I would say probably not. But I think the fact that it means something means the players are probably going to try harder. Yeah. Because these countries like Finland has the SM Liga. Mm-hmm. They have their own teams, their own league, whatever. But there's a lot of people from Finland there's who follow a, the NHL. There's a lot. Because there's a lot of Finnish players in the NHL. Like, so, like Hoel Armia. <laughs> like overall, I'd say, I would say I probably still don't like the idea of it if I had to pick one. Like yeah. if I'm not allowed to be on the fence about this issue. But I, I do see the value of people who are there who are fans because there are a lot of fans like we've seen through this channel there are an enormous amount of fans overseas and there is value in in entertainment in them being able and and it's awesome for them oh absolutely so i don't know i if it was my choice i would say let's keep it to the preseason which kind of sucks because maybe your full lineup's not there maybe people are recovering still from like you know summer surgeries they had out in the off season like maybe they're not trying as hard because they're just over there and they're yeah you know they're on the town at night they're checking things out when it's when it's in the season you know there there's there's tight schedules you're not allowed at night you're eating your normal meals you're oh, yeah. you're doing your workouts you're doing your practice we need these two points so for that reason I don't like it but I also for that it's the same reason I think that that's what makes it great for them too because they're seeing a meaningful game absolutely so in the end, I am on the fence about it still. If I had to choose, I don't like it. But for the people <laughs> that do get to go see them, and there are people that we've actually talked to that have seen them, yep. I think that's awesome for them. It is awesome. And I think that... Here's a question for you. How would you feel about an entire playoff series being played over there? Starting before all the other series, like a couple days before, and they are they, they get to finish like five days ahead of of everyone else so they have that rest period to come back and stuff for me i wouldn't mind that because i'm not in a market where that team is if if i as a boston fan lived in boston and they said the first round of boston montreal is going to be oh yeah in you know russia or wherever i would be like what the frig is that yeah but if it's just a tv game and they can kind of make the time work i guess it would be an earlier afternoonish game for, yeah. the West, for the West Coast, it would be terrible. Because oh, yeah, it would be, it'd be bad. For us, we're, we're actually usually an hour ahead of typical North yeah, so America. We're four hours behind, I think, Finland, mm-hmm. or five. So, yeah, so for us, it wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I think overall, people wouldn't like it. If you were to poll people, they would say, no, we don't like that idea. I wouldn't care because I'm not going to that game anyway. It's, yeah, that's it's, true. It's yeah. fine. Like, it's fine for I, us. I don't, I don't, it's, I'm going to watch it on TV anyway. It's, it is what it is. It gives a chance, but... I think overall, if you were to ask people in general, like if NHL put a poll out, I think it would be pretty strongly like 70, 80%. They'd say, no, keep yeah, the games here. I agree. Well, let us know down in the comments what you think about, about that. But I think if you were asking those people from, you know, Sweden or Finland or wherever, they would say, yes, bring like, that. Heck yeah. Yeah, they would bring that here. But, <laughs> Absolutely. But like 
like I don't think there's no way the NHL could make enough money off those compared to what oh, the, the, no. the main cities could charge. Like you're not going to go international and charge people more for the tickets than you would have made here. Mm. So the NHL has no reason to spend an entire series paying basically the two teams yeah. to do that. Like right now it's marketing. We, we go over for two games, we come back, we're trying to grow the game, et cetera, et cetera. I can't see them ever doing a playoff like that just because the, the, the money doesn't work out. But I think for the people that were there, they would love that, obviously. And the people that were here, they like, I'm on the fence again, I guess. How would you feel about, like, well, so you, we'll keep with the Finland trend here. If a team in Finland uh, in the SM Liga came over and played uh, an NHL team for a preseason game. That would be fine. It would be awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that would be really cool because that happens in Europe. Teams play each other from different leagues. The kind of the problem with our generation that the previous generation didn't have is we know everything. Yeah. It's so easy to follow any team you want. It's so easy to, to just know who the players are. There's no mystery anymore. Like exactly. Back, like, like for our dads, when they were watching like the seventies, you didn't know necessarily the player because you only had three channels that were hockey. <laughs> yeah. you know, hockey night in Canada on Saturday covered two games or three games or whatever. And that's basically what you got for the week. Maybe one during the weekday. Now hockey's on every night you can yeah, see you can everything watch you replays watch. and there's, there's social and, media there's yeah. clips there you're like you're informed if you want to know something it's so easy it's 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 too much it's, like, it's it's you can't keep up with it it is yeah and like i live and breathe hockey and i can't keep up with, yeah. with everything so it's hard yeah so so basically the mystery of the unknown isn't there so i think having you know the top team of other leagues coming in i think that would be actually pretty cool just to see how the best of yeah. that league you know works against a team like not the best of the nhl just a team in the nhl and i think that could be kind of cool i think it would be competitive i think it would be depending on like you could like if you took one of the bottom teams in the nhl and you put them against the best team there's a very good chance they could probably win absolutely and then if you just pick like you know an average middle team or upper middle team and then put them against the best i think it would actually be pretty competitive yeah i'd like to see that i'd really like to see that actually if that was going to happen, would you want to see it on NHL ice or Olympic ice? Uh, NHL ice. Yeah, me too. Yeah, NHL ice, I think. It, in, international ice is fine. I don't hate it or anything, but just used to... It's funny how... I find with the Olympic ice, there's there's or international ice, there's more space, but it's almost like there's less space when you're watching the game. I don't find there's more plays with the bigger ice. It's, it's just... it People... I don't know if it's just because people don't adapt to it because they're used to the smaller, but... yeah. I know. I just find everything's more condensed, and there's more action when you when you have the smaller. I find ice. there's less hits. There's definitely less hits. International ice, more room to move and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, I mean the game's exactly the same. Um, anything else to add in that topic? We could transition to a hits. I know you have a a certain hit on your notes. Do you want to transition to that while we're talking about hits? Or? Uh, <laughs> you could see. be getting out of order here. I mean, yeah, it's way down my okay, list. Okay, we'll get back to it later. Then. All right. Next thing I have is, um, you you mentioned this the other day. I didn't know anything about it, but apparently. I'm assuming the Sportsnet guys were talking about, should Arizona make an offer? I was going to bring this up. I didn't know if you had it on your notes yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a, a question I have for basically everyone that's listening. So um, there was actually a, a, a debate, and if you're in Canada and you watch Sportsnet, you probably heard this debate. It was brought up multiple days. And the question was, if you are the owner of the Arizona Coyotes, are you asking your general manager to offer sheet Austin Matthews if he's not signed this year by Montreal? And for those of for those, or yeah, for <laughs> sorry, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what an offer sheet is, and I and I barely know what it is myself. But basically, if you're a restricted free agent, um, other teams have a chance to offer you an offer sheet, and it doesn't happen very often because GMs hate it when people do that. It's just like a, 
it's like an unwritten rule that you just generally don't do that. Yeah. It happens sometimes. It's very rare. It does happen though. So basically what they were saying was you should offer sheet Austin Matthews. He's a local kid. He's an American. He's one of the best players in the league. And you basically max out on him. You make him the first player that would ever be offered max money, which would be around 16, 17 million based on where the cap goes. If they did that, Toronto wouldn't be able to match it. Oh, well, they can't afford it. Because they can't afford all their players and then paying him $17 million. Yeah. So basically, it's it would be a guaranteed if he accepted it that they would pick him and then give up four first round picks. I think is what you have to give up. Is and, it is it worth it? And um, they were saying McDavid would be in the same vein. Like every team should have offered him an offer sheet, and the same for McDavid. He says, and um, the question or the statement that John Shannon made on Sportsnet was, any manager that does not offer sheet off some Matthews should be fired. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Because he's that good. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Right. So, I mean, he... like Arizona is not a market that has lots of money. Obviously, it's 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 kind of a struggling market. It just is. Right? It is, yeah. But if you brought the local kid back, who is an American, like I said, he's yeah. fantastic. He's one of the top players in the league. He may not necessarily turn that into a winning franchise, but just having him there could boost revenues. It could revitalize that whole franchise. It could. It's like seriously, it could. He's one of those type of players that can put a team on his back and go. I think, I think they could make it work based on. Their, their cap and stuff, but like Toronto's not even close to making that work, I don't think. They'd have to give up, they'd have to give up so many franchise players that they already have. They'd have to give up, I don't know. It would be tough. It, it, like they're already struggling with the Nylander situation. Right yeah, now. exactly. Like, like they're saying, like anything over six or six and a half throws our cap off. Yeah. So how how are you able to add that to Austin Matthews' contract just based basically saying he's getting 10 or 11, add that, and then still have room left over for other people? Yeah. Like they don't. They Mitch Marner needs to be signed soon. That's right. So, oh, man. I hope that happens. <laughs> Not so much in the fact that I want to see Toronto suffer or anything like that, just because it's it would be exciting to talk about, and it would be something that never really happened in the NHL before, and it would be good for the Arizona franchise. And it would be interesting to see if once the first offer sheet went out, if others started after. Oh, yeah. Because like, GMs, like I said, it's an unwritten rule that you don't do it. It does happen. Like, I think it's happened to one, to Stahl or someone. Oh, there, did it? There was someone that it happened to that they were bringing up. I don't know offhand, so I won't talk about it. But if if you're not the first, if once one's out, like, what's stopping other teams from saying, hey, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too. And the yeah. next thing you know, there's 15 offer sheets. Yeah, because there's teams like... Carolina with like $24 million in cap space or like, whatever they're at now. Like what team would not want Austin Matthews? Like a lot of them would. So uh, San Jose couldn't afford it. There's a lot of teams that could, but there's a lot of teams that could. There's a lot of teams that mm-hmm. could. Like Detroit. Detroit would need Matthews, but they can't even come close. I think to the key with Arizona was just because that's where he's from. Yeah, and that's where he grew up. It's it's the name that would that helped them out. But it is an interesting conversation. I don't I don't know if it would happen or not, but... <laughs> it would be it would be interesting to listen to Toronto talk about it because basically all the hockey in this country in Canada is Toronto based oh, and then it goes so to other places. But like if you turn on like a hockey show, the first half of the show is talking about Toronto and yeah. then they put everything else in the last half. It's an frustrating. Hour. So yeah. you know that would dominate everything up here. If it's that like ever the Tavera situation in the summer. That's like, right. It's all they talked about every day yeah. for three months basically and they're yep. still talking about it. Um, speaking of Tavares, that's my next topic. Oh. The Islanders without Tavares. Now, mm-hmm. we've already talked a little bit about this, but I just wanted to compare some stats. So, currently, the Islanders are 8-4-1 with 17 points or a plus 12. One of the best teams in the league right now. Bailey has 15 points. Lee has 13. Barzal has 12. Nelson has 9. Tavares has 16 with Toronto. 
So still technically, he still would be the best player if you're just going by points on the Islanders, if he was still there. But I mean, these guys ain't no slouches. Lee is having an incredible season. Bailey is having uh, a higher, like, I think they played 13 games. So he's got 15 points in 13 games. So his points per game is, is above one. Uh, and Tavares does have a better supporting cast in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. To oh, without s- question. I'm curious to see if Tavares had stayed on the island and the Islanders are playing exactly like they are now, where Tavares would be as far as points and stuff and production on that team. Uh, but man, the Islanders, mm-hmm. the Islanders are legit mm-hmm. right now. Tavares may have not necessarily formed the entirety of the chemistry with his line mates yet either. Cause yeah, that's it's, true. It's all new, right? And yeah. he's, he's doing quite well for being new on a new line, a new team, he is, yeah. new city. So he is playing with a little bit higher caliber players, <laughs> generally speaking. But I think anyone that plays with him, like rising tide. He elevates their game. Every, absolutely. Yeah, it's for sure. Um, the next situation, or the next topic is a, an interesting situation. It's pretty controversial. It's the Slava Voinov. Uh, situation we talked about this off camera yesterday so basically here's the, here's the backstory of what happened originally so him and his wife were arguing at a halloween party he ripped off her costume and punched her in the jaw and demanded a divorce uh, he threw her down to the ground and started choking her and eventually kicked her like five or six times also punched her in in uh or sorry also pushed her into a tv which cut her eye and like covered their room with blood mm-hmm. and uh, she required eight stitches a tetanus shot and she said it wasn't the first time that something like this has happened. So basically, it's basically four years ago, yeah. kind of now, because it happened at a Halloween party. So basically four years exactly. And like you said, took off her costume, took off her glasses, broke the glasses, stepped on them in front of everybody. They yeah. went home, said, I want a divorce. You're not getting any of this money, blah, blah, blah. And then punched her with a closed fist, yeah. like closed fist on a woman. Like that's douchebaggy. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and then knocked her to the ground, kicked her, choked her. She was screaming for help the entire time. Like, pushed up against the TV, eight stitches in her face. So now he's appealing to come back in the mm-hmm. NHL. And the NHL is going through the an, an extensive investigation process, is what I read, uh, to see what actually happened, if it's true, if it's not. Uh, so there's a lot of people that are just like... And How N- are you even considering this? The like, NHL preemptively suspended him. Yes, they did. Before any legal action came. They, they, you know, the news came out. They invest, they did their own investigation. I think a lot of leagues do this type of thing now. It was one month after the, I think I mentioned to you, it was one month after the Ray Rice situation with the elevator. Yes. So, I mean, that was hot on everybody's mind. So, I think it was just, as soon as they found out what happened, no, you're done until we find out. I think he served two months in jail and then was sent back. Yeah. He's been playing in the KHL, as far as I know. Um, so... If he, if he's allowed back in, the question is: is does he deserve a second chance? And in my opinion, he does not. He did. I, I would say no. Like in my I'm, opinion as well. I'm like the basically the legal season, uh, the system in North America is built on second chances. That's why you serve your time and you come out, in theory, a free man. I would argue you're, you're never a free man after that you have that rap I, or I whatever. Agree. Yeah. But um, in this situation, I think the crime or the events that resulted in him being suspended are so heinous that he doesn't deserve ever again to come back. I agree. And he, like the NHL suspended him while it was going on. And then I think he, like he said, he, he served two months in jail and then he was sent back to Russia. He actually hasn't really served a big NHL suspension 
sentence. So, so that's the question. If he, if he does get allowed back in the, in the in the NHL, does he have to serve that suspension? And and is the players' association going to represent him? Because that's what their job yes, is. Yes, that's true. So the PA is like a lot of times the, the PA is kind of um, interesting because it's like a player on a player. Like it, someone injures a guy, and then the PA has to represent the defense and kind of the guy who got hurt and the yep. guy who got who did it. And generally, it looks like they're 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 sticking up for the guy who caused the injury rather than the guy who got hurt, right? Yep. In this situation, it's just a player and his wife. So the PA is only on one side of this argument. Mm. And I think they have to represent him because that's what they're there to do. I don't know if they'll push for it, but it's like I said, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he deserves to come back. Like sometimes the crime is just so bad that, so they, they legally have to represent him. They're going to represent him and they may be able to find an argument where, yes, he deserves to come back. He yeah. served his time. He's like, I think he pleaded to something and, and technically like in terms of like the, the law, he's, he's good now. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't allowed in the country. I think they kicked him out of the country and now he's allowed back into the country, but he still hasn't served anything officially from the NHL. So the question is if, the PA or whatever finds a way for him to be saying, yes, you mm-hmm. deserve to come back. Are you going to slap a huge suspension on him that by the time that suspension's over, he's basically useless? Like how long do you think the suspension would be? I don't know. Like years? I don't know. For Basically forcing him to stay out of the NHL. Like. Because he's not going to wait wait over here for th- two or three years. And I, I just think that like the Me Too stuff from this year, like 2018, 2017, I don't think the public would have any appetite it just makes the league look bad. It would make them look terrible. Even if the story wasn't true, even if it never happened and she was lying and he didn't actually do that, it would still make the league look bad for allowing him to come back in. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, if it didn't happen, that But that the really league, sucks. but what we do know for sure is that the league did their own investigation and they suspended him. Yes. So obviously they found something. They did, yeah. So, um, I don't know if if. If I was the league, I would be doing everything I can to say, no, I'm sorry, but you're, you're done. Like yep. they have the power to do that. If somehow the PA, you know, he goes to the PA and says, you have to represent me. I'm part of your union or whatever. And yep. they find a way for it to get in. Then I hope the NHL finds a way to slap a huge suspension on him. I agree. That makes it basically worthless for him to try to come back. Do you know that there's already trade rumors with him? <laughs> really? Yeah. With uh, just... LA and Toronto. Nylander for, Nylander for, uh, him and I can't remember the other name, but I can't. He's already being talked about. See, I, I like, can't see it because Toronto is half owned by Rogers, half owned by Bell. Basically, it's like a I think they have ninety percent or something like that, and the other ten percent is owned by one other guy. And um, Ro- Rogers with Sportsnet and the Blue Jays actually just dealt with Roberto Osuna, who yes. had the same issue. Yes, and it wasn't even an option for them to keep him because they fired. They actually fired one of their analysts because he was making sexist remarks in Sportsnet. Ah. So they let him go. That was Greg Zahn. They let him go. They said, we have a zero tolerance policy. And then when the Asuna stuff came up, you had people like on the radio there saying, if you got rid of Greg for zero tolerance, then this guy has no spot in this lineup. Oh. And as soon as he was eligible to come back to play, he was gone. So huh. I, I just can't see a company like Rogers or Bell, which are basically the same company. They do the same things. They're, they're publicly consumer, like mobile phones and internet and stuff like you could you could have a, a reputation that would make someone leave your company f- or leave your services for someone else, and I just I I don't think the market's there in Toronto for that. I yep, don't, I agree. I I would hope it's not there anywhere for that, but we know that 
some teams, some markets will take a better player regardless and just yeah. say, well, this is his fresh start. He's going to go to counseling. I don't like that bull crap. I think that's bull crap. I think, uh, well, you remember when Matt Cassian was traded at Montreal and he played a couple preseason games and then he got an accident and he was under the influence and Montreal and the league made him go to rehab or whatever. But Montreal was like, see ya. Really? Shipped him off. No, I don't remember like, that. They, they wouldn't even, they, they didn't care. Even if he came out of rehab, completely successful. We don't want that. Like you made our team look bad. Exactly. You're done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's under the influence. This is yeah, heinously beating your wife on record and doctors, you know, medical files to, to back it up. And yeah. then you also have her saying that this is not the first time it's happened multiple times. Yeah. So Buddy has obviously has anger issues. Like, like I said, at the, when we first started this, like, it's a society built on second chances, but sometimes you don't deserve that second chance. Mm-hmm. And like, he's, I think he's lucky he's a Russian citizen mm-hmm. and he's not, he's Russian, right? Mm-hmm. He, I, if he was American, he, he probably would be in jail for a long time. Like he was deported. Mm-hmm. I assume like literally deported. It, it but... wasn't deported. He was going to be deported, but then he signed some uh, sort okay. of thing where it basically said, okay, I'm going to leave. And they said, right. okay, he served his two months, signed some sort of paper, said, okay, I'm going to go back to Russia now. He's out of the country. Over time, I don't know what happened if he served some sort of community sentence over there or something, but basically he's allowed to come back to the country. Now, yeah. now that he's allowed to come back to the country, he's saying uh, he's applying to come back. Mm-hmm. And Well, I... Again, I think it's a little silly to, that there's already trade rumors out there mm-hmm. with Nylander, but I I talked about a Nylander trade rumor, or not a rumor, but I I was trying to pick a team and a player that would go, would be a good fit in Toronto that they could swap Nylander for, and I said Justin Falk plus someone else, and a lot of people made fun of me for saying Justin Falk, and that's okay, but just Leaf fans, just so you know, Justin Falk has six points, he's a plus three, which is fourth best on the Leafs right now, just saying, <laughs> so... Don't tell me that he couldn't be a positive influence because I think he can. Anyway, did you know that Craig Anderson is in the trade rumors? No. Yes, he is. St. Louis and Philadelphia are very interested in Craig Anderson. Philadelphia has had probably the most inconsistent and unlucky goaltending in the last 16 years or so. I... I don't think Anderson is the right fit. And like, it's just like every year Philadelphia goes out and gets this goaltender that just doesn't fit. And I think Anderson would be another example of exactly that. They have, I think his name's Carter Hart coming up for them. who played really well for Canada mm-hmm. in the juniors a couple years ago, I think. Uh, he could be their franchise goalie. I hope he, I hope that happens sooner than right later because Philadelphia really needs a franchise long-term goaltender. But uh, I can see Anderson moving. I, who would want to stay in Ottawa? No offense to Ottawa fans, but sometimes players just need to move around a little bit. I think that's a good example. Now, time for the hit that you wanted to talk about earlier. Mm-hmm. So there's an Ian Cole hit on uh, Mark Jankowski. He received a five-minute major and a game misconduct. This happened in the game two or three nights ago? Two or three nights ago, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he laid the hit. It was a suicide pass up. It was a terrible pass. Terrible pass. He laid the hit, and then like four guys tried to fight him. He ended up fighting someone. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know, I don't even remember who it was at at the time, but uh, 
that was a clean hit, guys. It was absolutely a clean hit. Like, if you watch the replay from any angle, that was 100% a clean hit. Shoulder on shoulder. Some people are arguing for a charging call, but he only took two strides with his skates and then just coasted into him. Yeah. Like, that's... If you go back 10 years, that hit happens all the time. Like, that's why they say, keep your head up. Exactly. Keep your head up. Like, it's the perfect example of a suicide pass and not keeping your head up. It's a terrible pass. Like, it's just, it's just rough. Yeah. But it, there's no way he should have got a five and an ejection for oh, it. Oh, I think that was a ridiculous mm-hmm. call. So, again, back to the NHL being inconsistent with their calls and stuff. And I, in last podcast, I had the idea of having a fourth referee or a third referee in between the score like the, when the scorekeepers who is literally an official official <laughs> who can make decisions yeah. that happen on the ice based on what he sees on camera so he can call the other two referees over and be like you guys missed that this is actually what happened i'm sitting here watching it on the screen mm-hmm. you need to reverse that call because mm-hmm. that call probably would have been reversed if it was reviewed so unacceptable no it was it, it was it was a big hit but it was bo- it was a body hit like there was no hit at all shoulder on shoulder yeah yep so crazy this is something else you you brought up uh yesterday <laughs> bringing too much Man, stuff up everybody the ideas that you have mm-hmm. most of your ideas are business related that's why uh i think the podcast really succeeded in the beginning because we had a lot of good hockey business there's a lot of stuff going on that yeah. Seemed like, yeah. Uh, but sports gambling sports gambling is something i didn't even sports gambling in the nhl mm-hmm. specifically is something that i did not know existed but apparently uh it, it does mgm officially approved uh, for a multi-year legal betting on NHL games. Mm-hmm. You want to explain that a little bit? Um, I don't know enough about it that I should, but I know enough to, to, to kind of fill people in if they don't know. So Monday was the big announcement. We knew it was coming last week. Um, so basically the MGM Resorts, who owns all those casinos and stuff, they have all the sports books. Um, they went into an agreement with NHL. So the NHL is basically selling them the rights to use their logos, their names, but they're also selling them advanced stats that don't exist yet. Yeah. Like, and that's the most interesting part of this to me. So you're not, I mean, you are going to be bidding on who you think is going to be winning the game before the game, but a lot of this is based on in-game betting when the game is live. Mm. So they're going to have like sensors in the puck. They're going to have sensors on the players. You're going to know how fast players are out there for you're going to know immediately how long their shifts are. You're going to know how tired they are. You're going to know if they're slowing down as the game going on. Mm. You're going to know how fast they're shooting the puck. So they're basically building this intense, like advanced stats. Like in the initial stats that they have available right now, I know from making the bot are actually very good. Yeah. Like there's a, like, you've seen it too. You go on NHL.com, they'll show you where the shots were taken. Like, oh yeah. On, on what spot. So they have a lot of data already. They're, they're going beyond that with this. So maybe you don't know, but I'll ask you the question. Are these bets something that the, that MGM is, is deciding on themselves? Like during the game, Vetchkin has five shots and will he get five more shots? Will he double his shot total? MGM uh, has total control over what the bets are. So a person can't make their own bets. You're like, not making your own bet. Okay. No. So basically, um, they're gonna have like they're gonna set a line on certain things. Like it'll be, we think this is gonna happen. Like say we think I don't even know what it would be. Like an example would be, do you think Ovechkin will have six shots? They'll set a number like six, five, or four, and then you'll basically yeah. predict on one side of that line, and they'll use that. As the game goes on, they'll keep adjusting the line based on the stats data that they have. Okay. So, um, basically, it's they do a lot in soccer, like overseas, like in right. Europe and stuff. There's a lot of in-game betting. So, it's basically the same thing. The funny thing about hockey, I find, is hockey is one of the hardest games to predict. 
Well, there's, there's a lot of puck luck. Like there is. Like when you compare like a football game or a basketball game, like the star players of those teams are just playing more. So it's if you have a, a strong team versus a weak team, yeah. there's a good chance that strong team is going to win. In hockey, it, you don't know. Anything can happen. Yeah, and baseball is very analytical and statistical. That's, right. That's why that movie Moneyball was so popular mm-hmm. and informative. So it's funny because so a lot of people are thinking like, well, it's, it's hard. And I think that's why the advanced stats is coming with it because they want to try to improve people's chances based on data. So that I think that's really interesting. And only MGM Resorts is going to have access to this uh, data. It's not, exclusive. It's not publicly available. That's part of what they're paying for. And all of the, I guess, betting money that MGM makes is theirs. They don't give any of that back to the NHL. So the NHL is not profiting off of the bets directly. Just the contract. They're profiting over the contract of selling okay. the rights to the data and the logos and stuff. Hmm. So it, the NHL doesn't care if it's successful or, or not successful. They get, they're they getting money. The NHL thinks that the sports betting, and and they're hoping that other partners come on too. This is not limited to MGM. They're just the first ones to go with them. So they're hoping like fantasy players will get in on this. Okay. So, and like a lot of people like in the States, especially, they don't necessarily watch football anymore. They watch football for their fantasy teams. Yeah. Fantasy is huge yeah. in the States. So I think the NHL is hoping that that's the long-term plan that people get more involved with the game because they're actually betting on it. Yeah. Like there is a market for that, <laughs> unfortunately, but um, I know a lot of people will be interested. It'll be interesting to see how it happens at first. Like right now it's limited just to MGM. It's going to be limited to the casinos and stuff like is that. Is there a year? on that i think for the mgm thing yeah. i think it's three or four years so they're the only one who can have it for three four years no nope, or... that's just how long their contract lasts ah. it's not exclusive so it's the just... nhl can make the same contract with that's other right okay or different contracts it's just mgm is the first one to sign on they're they're developing the stats and i think as other companies see what kind of stats come out and they're saying like the stats don't exist right now like, yeah. this could be like like each team has like, well, not each team, I guess, but like, for example, Toronto definitely does. They have an advanced stats department. They have a team of people that have analytics that we don't even know exist. Oh, yeah. Because like Kyle Dubas was on one of the shows and he was saying, we have a team that look into numbers that people don't know about and that's their job and it's proprietary information. That's what he called it, proprietary statistics. Yeah. So basically the NHL is going to be going into a little bit of that in, in generic speak, but then they're also going to be adding sensors to all these things. So. Like if you're if you're one of these fantasy players and you see what kind of data that MGM has access to, you might say, "Hey, let's get in on this and make some more money." Yeah. And then next thing you know, NHL's got all these deals going on. <laughs> so, and and you made a good point that you were surprised that the players agreed to this, and and the only reason they did is because the money from the contract it goes into HRR, hockey related revenue, so the players actually get half of it. So it, that money that goes into this stuff will actually raise the cap. Yeah, because I think that was one of my first questions when you brought it up the other day is how how do the players feel about like, this? Like, I wouldn't like that. Like, like you're, people, I wouldn't pe- like it people either. are going to know in real time if I'm getting tired or if I have an injury and I start slowing down, yeah. they're going to notice right away. Like, they're going to have graphs and then all of a sudden you're going to be training downwards and they're like, hey, something's going on with this guy. Yeah. Like, normally that stuff is proprietary to the teams, but now it's going to be people like betting on you. <laughs> like, How does the NHL stop the players from having... Uh, well, a side man. someone someone asked that, and they say the integrity of our game is oh, not not in jeopardy. But you know, Las Vegas Aces couldn't exist because it yeah. consisted of gambling, which was like, like a couple years ago. So it's a complete one eighty. Like it's, it's obviously for the money. Obviously, yeah, it's money. Yeah. But um, they're hoping they're hoping it grows the game, and it probably will. But they're really hoping it's going to bring in a bunch. So of money. if you lived in Vegas hypothetically, would you be betting on hockey? I I would not because. I'm terrible at it. Me too. I would not bet. Like I'm too cheap. Like 
we have that prediction system on our Discord. I don't do it because I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, because I don't do it either. So bad. <laughs> like it's fun for you guys to do, but if I actually like we're, like when we sit down here, like I know at some starts of the year you've had people do predictions on the channel. Mine are nothing. Like it's not yeah. even close. Like who do you think is gonna make it? No, I'm terrible. At that. Mine, mine are already bad. We're only four weeks into the <laughs> yeah, season, so. so so no, it's not for me. But th- you know, there's people that, that that's their job. They're they're professional sports. Yeah, like they that's what they do. They and they're like, good at it. Like mm-hmm. like I was told a story um, in Vegas how um, the the bookies will set the line like on where they think the over under should be. Yeah, and how they set that line is they have like high rollers, like a special special group of people who are so good at it. They give them early access to it, and they see where their bets oh, go, wow. and then they base their line for everyone else based on this select group of of high rollers, I guess I'll call it. Wow! So there are people that like, they're so good with numbers and analytics that they just, I don't know, like even sometimes when you look at analytics, it's wrong. So I don't know mm. how they do it, but crazy. Well, when I was down in Vegas in last May, I think late May, uh, one of the guys I was staying with bet on. Uh, made a pretty bold bet before the season started. Mm-hmm. I think he put 300 or 500 down on Vegas winning the cup. And this was when everyone was like, yeah, yeah Vegas ain't even making the playoffs, let alone winning the cup. Yeah. If he had a one. The odds would have been like, so high. It, oh, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. He would have made so much stupid money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they almost did it. Like, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't find myself betting. Maybe when I'm old and have hopefully a lot of money. But, <laughs> I'm young with no money now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was uh, interesting. Um, one more hit on the on the docket. The Lemieux hit on Trocek in the mm-hmm. game in Finland the other day. That was an elbow mm-hmm. to the head. He got a misconduct. Uh, now, Lemieux is a pretty tough customer. He That, that name Lemieux, remember Claude Lemieux? Mm-hmm. He was a pretty tough customer. Uh, he, so the Lemieux in the NHL now He's played 51 AHL games last season, seven misconducts, and 170 penalty minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot. And now he's in the NHL, and he lays this hit. I think he gets suspended, but not for a lot of games because he's not a repeat offender. I'd say, like, two games at the most. Like I was telling you when when we seen it, I don't understand those hits. I don't either. I don't understand how you can just graze a guy. Like, you just, you just, you, you have a line, and you're crossing him, and you hit him just enough to to hit him in the face. Yeah, you stick up the elbow on purpose. Like, like why? It, I don't get it. Like it's, you're not you're not gaining anything of it. You're probably not going to take him out of the game. You like there's there's no benefit to it. And you, it's guys, it's 2018. It's almost 2019. There are cameras everywhere. Like 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 to me, it, I would think it would be hard to hit a guy just in the face as you're skating parallel or across from him. Yeah. Like that's that's the only part that he hit was he just hit his face and took him sideways yeah. like that. Like. I don't know. It looked really intentional to me, it, so I hope he does get suspended. I don't know. Uh, did you hear that uh, Yanni Gord got extended? I did not. He got extended for six years at a 5.17 million Ooh. average. I think that's really good for I think for that's Tampa. all right, yeah. That's a, that's a steal, for, in my opinion. But it brings up the question of contract value for Braden Point, who's mm-hmm. coming up on something pretty expensive soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Braden Point, Paquette, Ernie... Uh, Martel, Strawman, Coburn, Girardi, Gauntz, and Slater Cuckoo all need signed at the end of this year. That's $15.916 million in combined salaries for those players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they currently have $1.9 in, in the cap, 
that cap's probably going to go up maybe a little tiny bit. They'll go up a little bit. Not yeah. like last year. Not mm-hmm. like last year. So um, if, it, if it remains the same, they'll have $17.81667 million in free space next year. And uh, well, well, if Point gets... I think he's going to get in in the eight range between eight and nine, mm-hmm. like Dryside Almighty. If he does, that leaves seven high sevens left to sign like seven more guys. Mm-hmm. Like that's, they're going to let some of them go. They'll probably let go Coburn and Girardi maybe, but they're going to want to keep Strawman. They're going to want to keep Puckhead. Probably want to keep, keep Ernie and, and obviously point. It's, it's going to be tough. It's another reason why I don't like the cap system. Basically, yeah, it's I I like it personally. Like, like every year, it. every year the cap goes up or is projected to go up. Players and their agents are negotiating that increase into their contract. Oh yeah. Like if I'm going to sign here for five years, this amount of money now that I'm making in four years is a steal for you guys. So I want more. Yeah. And every player is doing that, and every player has the right to do that. And and players are even negotiating into the contract on uh, potentials. Lockout years. That's right. They want the the bonuses, the upfronts. Yeah, and they, and they almost want all of them are doing that exactly. Now. Yeah, because a lot of if you ask a lot of people, they think there is going to be a lockout. Which I will think be, there is too. It'll be interesting if there is another lockout. Batman gets. I think Batman's toast. I think they like that's, Batman. I think that's three lockouts under him. They love him. Well, the owners love him. That's all that matters but, is the owners. They're the ones who vote. That's unacceptable. That's how it works. That's unacceptable. That's how it works. NHL, smart now. <laughs> the big fish run the yeah, sea. They do. Uh, speaking of extensions, uh, Becky Rennie was also just signed to a two-year extension, mm-hmm. five million average per year for two years. That's a negative or a minus two million per year mm-hmm. decrease in salary. Yep. You think that's right? Yep. I think that's right too. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. not quite what he was. Yeah, I agree. Still a very good goalie, but still, I'd say underperformed in mm-hmm. crucial situations. Um, that's actually all I have. I think the last thing to talk about here is. Bot news. Okay, I won't really get into this too much because a lot of these people, this is irrelevant. So yeah, if you if you're not on our Discord, maybe you should be. Yeah. But if you're if you're not and you're not interested in that, you know, you can basically turn this off now. Invitation link in the description. That's right. Um, we Neil Neil actually helped me develop a feature last night. Helped. It was it was yeah. his idea. I basically did all of it, but he he <laughs> was the inspiration behind of it. And by inspiration, it was a mistake. Um, but before we talk about the update, I just want to talk about the prediction system really quickly. Mm. Um, it's exploded. Like I honestly didn't think it would be as big as it was. People love it. Like if the bot goes down for like five minutes, I know about it. People message me right away, and that's good. Like keep messaging me. That's fine. If something's wrong, I'll try to fix it. But like. I thought it would just be this fun little thing to add to the Discord to give something people to do. And yeah. I thought, like, I don't know. I think there was, like, 10 or 12 people that were doing their own predictions on the side. They were just keeping it written down on a piece of, like, yeah. paper and a document. So I said, well, why don't I add something like this to the bot? It's something I want to do for a while. But now it's basically taken over the live chats. Like, everybody's yeah. just, like, it's just, like, a spam of people <laughs> doing their predictions. And they're getting mad when they drop. And they're getting pumped when they get hired. Yeah. And there's, like, this big goal to be in the top 15 so that your name shows up on the leaderboard. Well, yeah, you actually have a leaderboard made. And the person in the first place gets a different color name. That's right. And the, top, like and, the, and the top five get, like, a light yellow name. So there's there's little perks if you're doing well. Yeah, there's well. perks. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like sports betting, but you're not spending any money. It's just yeah. for fun, right? And it's... It is fun. And we had our first um, point squish actually three days ago on the 1st of November. So so, explain that a little so bit. So basically at the first of every month, and, and this was explained and a lot of people knew it, but a lot of people were still confused why the points didn't add up and why someone was ahead of another person who actually had less 
predictions were correct. Yeah. So basically what we wanted to do, and I don't even know if this number is right, but I chose 60%, which is basically um, every month we reduce everyone's points by 40%. So it doesn't matter how many games you predicted right, because that system just works based on who gets the most right in total, and it makes it so people who miss a weekend or miss a night or start late, they have no chance. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want that system, so I, I wanted to do points instead. And what I did was uh, every month we reduce everyone's points by 40% to close gaps to make people closer together. Yeah. And you know, some people might not like that. I think most people are okay with it for the most part. Um, the people who are at the top of the board will probably like it the least because it means they have to stay active and keep going. Exactly. The people who are at the bottom, it benefits them the most. Um, but so we just had that a couple of days ago. So a couple, couple of people were confused over that. So that's just an explanation of that. But um, yeah, I, if, like it's it's just blown up. I can't believe. Like, if, I think there's 97 people at this time who have made a prediction. That's how many people are have, yeah. a, have a score written down. If that, if that system wasn't in place, that squish system, it would be like joining a hockey pool and not being able to swap out your players when they get injured. And then two weeks in the season, three of your players are injured. So what's the point in keeping up with the pool? And, and that's what, that's why our system is different than what the guys that were doing on the side were. They all decided to get on it together. Basically, yeah. they started at the same time generally. And then someone kept a, a running tally of their scores. We have people on our Discord that are coming and going all the time. So it's important that we make it something that they have access to too. And even with making the points being reduced by 40%, it still makes it hard for them to catch up. It just it just gives them a little bit of a boost every month. So like if you're earning, earning points for October, November right now, basically, when you go to February, the, these points you're earning right now are basically worth almost nothing. Yeah. Because they've been reduced by 40%, by 40%, by 40%, by 40%. You gotta keep they're, with it. They're worth a very small decimal point. So so it's it's never too late to get in on exactly. it. Exactly. So like right now it seems like you're far away, but in a couple months after a couple squishes have happened, you're gonna be right up there if you're good. Now if your predictions suck and you're comparing yourself to the people who are doing well, obviously you're never gonna catch them because <laughs> yeah. they're just better than you. Yeah. And that's how it should be. But uh it's and it's easy to use. I mean you just you type exclamation mark predict mm -hmm. and then the the abbreviation for the team. Like if 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 you're someone who doesn't necessarily want to chat with other people, but you yeah. think doing the predictions could be cool, that could be a reason for you to join our Discord maybe. Like yeah. you just come on just for that to keep it running. It's just like a little game. You keep a running tally of how exactly. you're doing. Um, if, you, if you don't know what Discord is, if you're listening and you don't know what Discord is, it's just like a chat server basically. And there's different rooms and stuff. And you can, there's a phone app. It's free. You don't mm -hmm. have, It doesn't cost you anything. It's just where you can talk with ho other hockey fans. One of the things about Discord is, is if you read it, it talks about, it's a chat for gamers because that's how it started. It was basically, yep. it was the gaming community. That's who it was for. So many other communities have embraced it now though, for what it is, because it's so good. Yeah. So don't be thrown off by a chat for gamers. If you're not a gamer, obviously it's, yeah. it's, it's, it has nothing to do with gaming specific. Like our server has nothing to do with gaming. It's pure hockey. Yeah. hundred percent hockey. There's nothing really gaming related. We, we even have, have rooms for other sports as well. That's right. So. So, um, anyway, we have an update coming out as soon as we're get done here. So <laughs> yeah. by the time you hear this, it'll be out. But as of right now, this morning, it's not out. So as soon as we leave here, it's going to be out. And what we've done is people have been making suggestions of how I can improve things. And I, uh, we get a lot of really good suggestions, by the mm -hmm. way. So one of the requests was people want to see their weekly totals for the predictions. A lot of these are around the prediction system, because like I said, this exploded out of nowhere, really. Yeah. So... People that are starting late would like to see what their weekly predictions are so they can see how they're doing for that week because they comparing themselves to people who have been doing for a while, they're the behind. So they thought yeah. it'd be kind of cool that, hey, I look at my weekly. So we added that. So you're going to be able to see what your weekly prediction is. Um, 
two nights ago, I think it was, someone said, screw weekly. Let's see what we're doing daily. Because <laughs> yeah. back in the day, people used to say they were four and two or oh and three. Like they'd put how they did for the night. And they still they still put that. They in. still do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the bot is off, it starts taking over again, yeah. which is kind of weird. But um, like I said, the storms have been really affecting the bot lately. But so we added dailies too. So you're now also going to be able to see your daily, your weekly, and then your overall. Yeah. Um, there is a, a weekly leaderboard now too. So it's going to show one to 15 for who picked based on that week. And because the sample size is so small, there's gonna be a lot of ties. So I don't know how useful that's gonna be. People wanted it, mm-hmm. so we'll see about that. Um, the thing I'm most pumped for <laughs> is the smallest little update ever. It's but, worth a point upgrade. So a point to, yeah. I wanted Neil to test something for me. I don't even know what it was. I don't know what it was either. I wanted you to look up a player, and I don't know why I asked you to do that. But you didn't know how to spell, it or you spelled it wrong. And then I thought, can I come up with a system that will find out who you were trying to type, even if you typed it wrong? Yeah. So I went on Google and I was doing some stuff while you were researching for the podcast and I came up with this fuzzy wuzzy thing, which I just wanted to say that because it's so funny, but I didn't end up using it. But anyway, I found a, a way to come up with, I don't know, comparing a name to, or basically comparing words to other words and you get a ratio. And then Neil and I were playing with it and we, we figured out the right ratio, I guess I will say. Like, yeah. I don't want to give out how the system works, but basically <laughs> he, you can type a name fairly wrong and it will still kind of know what who you're looking for if you're kind of right i think this originated from a conversation we had about how the heck do you pronounce slater cuckoo Cuckoo, yeah cuckoo (laughs) that's right because it's how do you spell it and how do you pronounce it k-o-e-k-k-o-e-k yeah that's uh, i think you're right i think that's how it came about yeah and i remember when when the player command first came out this is a long time ago now because this has been in the bot forever some people were saying, well, should we just be able to look up by last name? Or what if we don't know how to spell a name? And yeah. at that time, I didn't know how to think who you were looking for. So anyway, late last night, like this bot update's been ready to go for a couple of days now. I was like, I'm going to see if I can get this in. And it's in. So if you type up someone's player name wrong, like, for example, if I type Ty Sagan, just T-Y Sagan, it works. If yeah. I type in Patri Bergero, like if I just <laughs> leave letters out, it works. If you use an A instead of an E or an I instead of whatever, yeah. it works. If you... Like so, we went so far to test it with. There's like five Carlsons in the league, or mm-hmm. four Carlsons in the league. So, we we did we did a lot of testing yeah. and, and problem solving. So basically, for that, it's like a super small update that is mostly irrelevant. <laughs> but if you if you spell a player's name wrong, or yeah. if you don't know how to spell it, you don't have to Google that player now to type it in because that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Like if you're googling the player, you might as well just look at their stats. Yeah, and if you spell it so badly that it's below the threshold that we've picked as far as percentage then it just says player not failing. That's right. So you need to be at least You have to be kind of close, but yeah. And I think that's, for the most part, that's the, the biggest updates. There's a lot of stuff that's irrelevant to most people, but yeah. basically cool. we're expanding the prediction system a little bit because it was so popular. Like when I first made the prediction system, I I didn't want to do any more bot coding. Like I would burn it. Yeah, you, you put so many hours into that's it. Right. Like literal days. And I've still been doing a couple hours a night just tweaking things because there's been a lot of bugs to fix and stuff like that and then people have saying well i really like the weekly and then the guy yeah. a couple nights ago said well screw weekly i want a daily and the other people are like yeah I'll give us daily so i was like okay i'll throw that in too and then that player thing so um well, i don't you wouldn't do it if you didn't like it I that's think, right so and you're learning new stuff all the time so it's it is helping mm-hmm. you i guess in a way but it's so time consuming and i think i think the prediction system from what i've heard is fairly unique to our server. I don't think a lot of the other hockey servers I have actually had, and I don't mean anything bad by anyone. If you're one of the people that send me messages, I've had eight people message me and ask if I could give them our bot to run on their own server. Yeah. That's not going to happen guys. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen because 
like I've told everyone the same answer basically is it's it's not that it's tied into our server because it could be used on other servers. It's just there's so much that gets intertwined with everything yeah. that it's 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 our thing kind of right now. When you offer a something like that to someone else and there's a problem, you there we can't offer support. That's right. Like that's the that's a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a it's I was gonna say it's our baby. It's his baby and it's our baby. It ain't going nowhere. Sorry. Yeah. So we've had, actually had a few people say that's better than bots on other servers, like the Reddit hockey and, server. And I'm I'm not on any other servers. Yeah, I don't like, know what it's like. Like, if I was smart, I would go on them just to see what they have, and yeah. then I'd put them on ours. But I just I'm just adding what I think brings more value to our server, I guess, or what people want. So it's totally feedback driven. If you have an idea, like some people have said, like. It, like when we when the when the live game rooms go up, we post the two teams that are playing, so you can see how well they're doing. Yeah. Some people were saying, well, it'd be really nice to see what their last five games were, so we can know if they're trending upwards or downwards. Okay. That's a good idea. I haven't got it in yet, but it's definitely something I'm going to look into. I have, so like things like that are a good idea. I have feedback. You have feedback. My feedback requires an enormous amount of time on your end. Oh no. <laughs> trivia. Trivia. We could probably do it. Exclamation! Exclamation! Trivia, and then team name, and then you get a question on the team, and then you. That actually answer would, it somehow. That the hardest part of both that would be making the questions. Exactly, that's the most time-consuming part is making making so many questions that you wouldn't get the same question every fourth time you did it. Whatever. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's the hard part, but it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's basically the Discord in a nutshell. Yeah, that's that, that's it. Uh, so I, uh, this podcast went pretty well for. It was all right. We were down uh, a man. We had other, man. we had other things planned that we couldn't do. Yeah, we had we had some other things planned, but. Uh, I really appreciate you guys watching or listening, depending on what you're doing. I know not everyone watches this. They they just listen. I love the people who listen. I think that's awesome. That was one of the things when we started the podcast that I was pushing for. Yeah. You, you remember, like, we had an episode where we stopped, but the people who were listening, it kept going, and yeah. we actually had a contest giveaway. Exactly. And we gave a sweater away as a prize that the people on YouTube didn't even know about. Yeah. Like, we didn't say, make sure you turn into the audio version so you can get in on this they didn't know Mm. we didn't announce until it was done so the people who are listening through like an actual podcast app you guys are awesome yeah you two people are definitely awesome too but the podcast people should if they're listening to like on itunes or something they should definitely go up and leave a five-star review and say this is awesome yeah leave a review if you guys don't mind another thing i'll mention is i don't even have a lot to do with the podcast anymore but a lot of people are requesting the podcast be on spotify oh yeah and soundcloud i think too. i looked into spotify Spotify is very hard to get on. Yeah. It's not like Apple or Google. Like Apple and Google, they do have like a bar you have to reach. Like you can't just be any person and get a podcast on. They do review. Spotify wants like legit, like high credentials. They they look into like how many views you have and whatever. They don't want um, like average or like up and comers. They want like, like a lot of the companies, people who are making money like professionally and selling advertising. Those are the type of people that are on Spotify. So um, basically when you apply for Spotify, they even tell you right on it's, it's a very high threshold and chances are you're not going to get approved. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, SoundCloud is another one that people have requested. I've, I've looked into that a little bit. It seems pretty easy to get on, but the, I just haven't had time to go through this application process. Basically, I will say the more people that start listening through iTunes or Google play or, or any of those podcatcher apps, those increase the views from Podbean, which is the host. Yep. And the more views you get through that and the more feedback you get through that and stuff, that actually increases the chances that Spotify will take you on. Exactly. So yeah. if, you, if you are someone who would like to see it on Spotify or have it on Spotify and you just mainly watch through YouTube, also download the app, 
one of the podcasting apps and download our podcast through that because it will long-term help because it's more analytics for the Spotify people to see. Exactly, yeah. And if you only listen, do the opposite and go on YouTube and mm-hmm. and just, well, I don't know, watch for five minutes or something like That's that. Right. And, yeah, Just just help us out wherever just, you can. Just a little, little tip. Here's a little tip. A little, little view for you. So it was good to have you in Studio B again. Yes, we're in Studio B down in your basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, good good memories down here of, of, of the first podcast. Yeah. First four, I think, maybe. First mm-hmm. four podcasts. I think we had Travis on the fourth podcast, didn't we? We had Brent here. Brent here was on the second one. We've had all kinds of yeah. people here. Uh, we need to get you over to PEI for a podcast in, <laughs> yeah. in Studio A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think next time we meet up, it'll probably be in PEI. Heck yeah. Yeah. Hard to travel during the winter and stuff mm-hmm. here, so might not be for a little bit, but... Uh, big 50 coming next week. Big 50 next week. Excited for that. I don't know what I'm going to do. You got to do something big. Like what? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. Do you have an idea? I'm not going to tell you on 49 what to do for 50. <laughs> do you have an idea? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. That means yes. We'll see. You can tell me after this. All right, guys. Thank you very much for, for watching or listening. We really appreciate that. I hope you're having a good day. Hope you're watching lots of hockey. Hope you watched at least one game on Saturday because there was a lot of good games. And I uh, hope you have a good week coming up. Um, stay tuned for the channel for some other videos coming out and potentially videos on more post-to-posts. Uh, thank you once again for watching, and we'll see you next week. Adios.